Welcome to Three Beers In, a craft podcast with beer news and reviews. Here's your host, Dominic Ribello. Oh, I hope everybody had a very happy Thanksgiving. I'm sorry that I'm very late with this episode, but we're just going to keep plowing forward. From deep underground in Staten Island's beer bunker slash virtual saloon, I welcome you to yet another episode of Three Beers In, the craft beer show bringing you the latest news and unique craft beer reviews. This is episode number 181. And this week, we are drinking from the Burlington Beer Company, Creatures of Magic. And this is going to be a part of the new iteration of me going to Beverage Island. That's right. I was able to get there recently to pick up some beers uh, for the next couple of weeks of the show. Uh, for you know, uh, But I'll be going back to Joel Canals at some point as well. I want to keep my options open for all of my listeners and everyone who's here to enjoy and partake in what it is that we do here at Three Beers In. Again, the best beer podcast probably you've ever heard. Maybe the only beer podcast you've ever heard. Pardon me, one-man show. Trying to do my very best. And um, don't forget, you can always go to www.3beersin.com where you can hear the show. And also hit that merch tab, buy yourself a shirt, or I should maybe get some, I try to look into trying to get some beer mugs on there or something. I'm only limited to what Teespring allows. You could also drop me a line, question, comments, or concern. Let me know. I'll get to it. I'll get to it here on the show and stuff like that. But I am so glad to be back, everybody. Uh, yeah, again, I didn't catch you last week, and I'll tell you why in a second. I'm still feeling the effects of it, but I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I stayed home myself with my family, ate probably the best turkey that was ever made. Now, I'm not a huge turkey person. I'm more of a let me get to the fixings type thing. Like I made a I made a Brussels sprouts and bacon situation dish. Oh my god, it was good. All you need is just a little Brussels sprouts, a little butter in a pan with some bacon. Chop that shit up. Uh, just saute the shit out of it. And right when you're about to put it on some high heat to get some char on those sprouts, you just add a dash of balsamic vinegar. That's right, everybody. Go out right now and go get those ingredients and and treat yourself tonight to some <coughs> to some Brussels sprouts deliciousness. Now, I'm taking a sip here of some Erdinger. And if you remember, uh, recently when we did our Oktoberfest special a couple episodes ago, Erdinger was uh, one of the beers that were featured uh, with their fest beer, was it a fest beer? Or was it a straight up Marzen? Can't recall. But this is pretty darn good. It, it is a uh, a vice beer or a white beer, as they say. Uh, I think that would, that's what it translates to, if I'm not mistaken. And it's Erdinger is bird all natural, using traditional two stage fermentation, never pasteurized. So just like that fest beer or Marzen, it's kind of like fermented in the can. It finishes in the can. And it uh, it's a very pleasant beer. Um, um, it's not, it's like a German wheat beer, not really a hundred percent a wheat beer, but unlike American wheat beers, this has a little bit of like a a, a touch of like a hefeweizen clove banana flavor to it. Um, and American wheat beers usually have a more of a bite to them on the maltier side. So this is a pretty refreshing, good beer to have. So again, if you're out there and you're distributors. And you're looking at delicious craft hoppy beers. They have their place. They're fantastic. I'm very, very excited about what we have in the fridge right now. 
Uh, when I got to Beverage Island, there are some breweries that I have not seen or heard about before, and I try to stay up to date on the game, so to speak, uh, when it comes to our beers. Uh, so I'm pretty excited. That I, I've got a couple of what I think are going to be some juice bombs, some really hoppy beers. And I think that's just like to just bring it all to perspective. I think for me, it's just really great where you could have you could have these German style beers because that's you know what you're getting out with that. And then you have these these hoppy, super hoppy American beers. That's so fantastic. And they and, and we also offer some really great stouts and stuff here. And if you're feeling like you want a little bit of a Belgian and it gets colder, you get yourself your Belgians. There's just so many options for us beer drinkers and our and us that are the fans of the beer. It's just really fantastic. So um <clears throat> Where have I been? I know I said that I wanted to get better. This season four has been real shit. I'm really sorry about that. Life is pretty busy. I'm getting hit pretty hard with some some stuff right now. In particular, we've had another COVID scare. Uh, this, this was really bad. So it ended up being just a cold. So let's just put that out there right now. I do not have COVID. No one in my family has COVID. Great. But at oh god when was that i'm gonna do the calendar here i think it was last week right after thanksgiving i think it was a thanksgiving right after thanksgiving i've just you know right because right now there's a bit of a second wave going on and on staten island um half of the island was like going into like a lockdown at the time mind you this was only about a week or two week ago at that time everyone was talking about it was going to be a massive lockdown this was it and you know, you need to go get your provisions and stuff. So, you know, myself and my wife and my baby, we went to, baby girl, we went to the supermarket to just get some, to tie up some loose ends when it came to our provisions, that if indeed there was a lockdown, we would be good to go. So we went out and purchased some things. A couple days afterwards, we started feeling pretty lousy. The baby was coughing a lot, sneezing a lot. Very loud cough, very wet cough, and she developed a fever. So we were we were pretty concerned about that. And then not soon after that, myself developed a fever, and mom developed a fever. Uh, my you know my wife, not my mother, but so now we were starting to like get a little panicky because the three of us have a fever. The fr- three of us are feeling um, cold like symptoms, not necessarily flu like symptoms. But the first thing, that, of course, that's going to go through your fucking head if the whole family has fucking fever is that we're in a bit of a COVID situation, right? So my wife went to go get the test this time because last time I got the test, they jammed that shit up her nose and test came back negative. But the fact, I mean, we were very, very happy and thankful naturally that we didn't have COVID, but we, we kind of narrowed it down to, okay, yeah, that was it. My, my daughter had a, uh, ear, nose and throat doctor appointment, I think on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving or the Friday after Thanksgiving was the Monday. So it, it, it didn't overlap with Thanksgiving, but there was, there was a, a point in time where we interacted with my family and they're, they're older, like my mother and my father older. Um, by the way, my mother's the one that made the Turkey fucking unbelievable. I mean, really guys, I know you, a lot of people aren't Turkey people and I get that. I'm not a huge Turkey person myself. This one was was unreal with the gravy. I want to go back in time and have another plate, my friends. Okay, Thanksgiving was very good. Very good. But then this happened, so we we narrowed it down to either when we went to the ear, nose, and throat doctor for my daughter or when we went to the supermarket. That had to have been when one of us picked up 
this bug, which happened to be thankfully just a cold because my wife tested negative for COVID. Eh, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, but, but it, it, it felt like a cold. It went through like a cold. I'm still coughing a little bit. I'm still a little nasally. Got like phlegm and stuff, whatever. But the thing is, the, the, the realization that I came to um, the other day was it fucking could have been COVID. That's the scary part. I've been washing my hands. I've been wearing the mask. I've been going to work this whole time. And I've come a long way. We're, we're only a couple of months away, basically, for this being a year-long pandemic. A whole year is going to come and go with this thing being a pandemic. And I know a lot of people that got it. A lot of people that got it. <clears throat> and I'm just happy that I've gone this far and haven't gotten it because I've been pretty careful. Not saying that my friends and people that I know that have that have had it were not careful or taking it seriously because they all were. They all, they all were taking it very seriously and, and taking all the proper precautions. And, the, and my wife and I were doing the same thing. My wife's been working from home with the baby. We haven't been going anywhere. We haven't been doing anything. We've been very, very selective with where we go with it. I could count on one hand with, I could, I only went out like three times to three different events and they were very small, low key events. And even then I was nervous. So it's not like we're sitting here, you know, at Max public house right now saying like, you know, we're against the lockdowns and all that. Well, the lockdowns are one thing and that's a whole nother discussion. But the fact of the matter is, is that even with being as careful as I was and my wife was, that cold, that bug, could have easily have been COVID-19. And that is a scary thought. That's a very scary thought. You know, to know that there was the potential that you could have caught the worst disease that's running rampant on people in the United States currently. So it was a very humbling moment, a very scary moment. And... And the reason it was so humbling and so scary is because we have been that careful. We have been doing the right thing and we have been um, following all the guidelines. And still, I got sick. But it wasn't COVID, it was a cold. Thank God it was a cold. Thank God it was a cold. Because, uh, <clears throat> you know, COVID, COVID is, it can be very, very deadly to people. And, and like I said, I would be very, very upset if I brought it into this house and into my apartment. And, and got my, my, my wife sick, my, my daughter sick, or potentially my, my elder parents sick. Because you don't know how, how it could end up. Because for some people, it did not end well. And that's a scary reality. But it didn't stop me from going to Beverage Island. And they have a fantastic selection of beer. I spoke to one of the clerks there, or one of the people there. And he said that unlike the old place, they're not doing it by, like, beer type. Like, they... Excuse me. They do have their 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 international section still, which is where I got the German beer from, and which is where I would continue to get my German beer from. Um, but they're they're breaking it down by distributor, so that's interesting in terms of um, if you're really into the intricacies of how craft beer is put out there. But to the average craft beer drinker, they're just going to see a mishmash of beer. Uh, and they're just going to pick it up. I mean, I don't think I'm going to get into the details of what distributor the, the like I'm getting the beer from when it comes to the details of the beer. I'm just going to showcase the beer itself. But I was able to pick up a whole bunch of IPAs, 
I was really in the mood for some 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 really good IPAs, some strong ones. I got an Imperial in there. That's like a 9.1. This particular one is a New England style IPA out of Burlington, Vermont, the Burlington Beer Company. There wasn't much on the internet about it. Their website is very straightforward because a lot of the times when you look up some of these beers now, what you'll find is that they've streamlined their websites to just getting the beer to people, uh, especially during the pandemic, because, you know, for a while what we were focused on was home deliveries and and pickups of uh, of our craft beer to keep these uh, breweries strong, breweries strong. Uh, at, uh, don't forget Tuckahoe. Uh, Rob Callahan started that. <clears throat> so, so yeah, I was, uh, so this website didn't have much about this beer on it, but I, I can't really give too much information about it, but it, it is a New England style IPA. I'm really hopeful about it. I hope it's a delicious beer. I'm, I'm in the mood for, I'm in the mood for a real good, delicious hop bomb, so to speak. But one thing I wanted to get to before we jump into the hop of the week and the beer news and all that stuff that we do have here on three beers in, I wanted to share with you guys that my wife went out and had gotten me a beer advent calendar from Costco. How cool is that? So now um, you may have seen if you're if you're a part of like wholesale distributors and stuff like that, like a Costco or like a BJ's or something like that. Or if you're not in the tri-state area, New York area, there might be a, a, a type of place like that where they sell stuff in bulk. Uh, what we, you could, cause like Kirkland brand has their own gin, they have their own vodka, they have their own everything, but, uh, you can get wine from them too. Some Costco's have a wine, um, distributor in them, but this, uh, so the Costco here has these beer advent calendars. And for those of you that know what an advent calendar is, it's kind of like a countdown to Christmas. A traditional advent calendar is like a piece of cardboard, a hollowish cardboard that you would open up like December 1st, December 2nd, December 3rd. Uh, consecutively until you get to the Christmas day. And inside of the apparatus cardboard thing is a chocolate or some sort of like candy or something like that. But for us, our treat, our tasty treat is beer. So she picked me up this uh, advent calendar. I always thought they were gimmicky. I always thought that they weren't going to feature anything that would be worthwhile. But to my surprise, this one actually uh, hit it out of the park. So... I always thought that the beer that would be in this is like the beer that you can get at like Trader Joe's or Aldi or something. So Trader Joe's has its own like brand of beer, but it's kind of like they're just taking the adjunct beer from massive breweries and just packaging it and selling it. So it's like it's just another way of the powerhouses that are out there to to uh, make more money by taking like the almost like the leftover of the grist and bottling it up and putting it out there. At Trader Joe's, you're not getting a high alcohol content. You're not getting anything so spectacular. It's it's I don't I don't even know why Trader Joe's fucking sells beer. I remember I had like a Josef Hofbrauen or something from them once, and it was it wasn't good. It was a Dunkel or something, and it was like I was surprised. I was like, oh my god, it says it's a Dunkel and stuff, but it was just so fucking. It was just so bad. It wasn't. It was bad because like it was just so light. It wasn't even like you were drinking anything that was good or anything like that but so the advent calendar comes and i'm not going to be you know i'm not going to be um ungrateful i thought it was great and you know it's beer so what you got 24 beers in there or 25 or whatever and um you know it says it says it has all authentic german beer in it so i'm like well this is interesting i think i consider myself somewhat of a of a german beer fan so let's see what we got in here so we i start cracking up these these 
I start cracking open these bad boys in the calendar, and what do I find? I find some really fucking unique beer. Like, I thought I was going to see a Trader Joe's type of fake German beer situation, but no, I did not. I actually was unveiling in here beers that are from all over, well, not all over Germany, but in a pretty select area of Germany. So uh, this this company is called Kalea, which is a, a Hawaiian word, so that's kind of strange, but it's located out of Salzburg, Germany, and they create these advent calendars and other type of beer boxes and stuff like that. So it is legitimately a a a German thing. They also have a Belgian box. They also have an Austrian box, a Czech box. So you could see it on their website. They have a website. You could see what's going on there. But it's really interesting. So they, the first thing I had was a, a, a Flotzinger Helles Lager from Rosenheim, Germany. That was the first night. The second night was something called First Karl Keller Beer. Uh, so it was a Keller Beer out of Germany. The third beer that I had, sorry, because I was trying to look this, was called uh, a Kausen Pills from Kausenbrau. And it had like an owl on the front, which is really, really neat. And the next one that I had was called, and this was this one was actually really good. It was a wheat beer called Kurta from Gramminger Weissbrau. And I decided, let me go on the Google Maps and see if I could like see where these breweries are. So they're all located um, in a little bit of a circle, sort of. So, so, so all these breweries were... Are, are like a little bit east of Munich, a little bit south of Munich, and then in between Nuremberg and west of Nuremberg. So they're they're within like a like a thousand square miles of each uh, uh, kilometers of each other. If I wanted to go to all the breweries at the same time, I would have to take a safe, uh, seven hour round trip drive. But all, the 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 thing about this is, is that I want to see if I go if I keep going down this um in this um excuse me, as we go along with this calendar, where else in Germany we're going to go? Because it's actually close to uh, 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 Nuremberg, Stuttgart, Munich, and Rosenheim. Like, those are the areas in which we're having, which is kind of like southern Germany, Bavaria area. <laughs> Bavaria area. You know, not having any Dortmunder beer, and not having anything from, from, from northern Germany or mid-Germany or anything like that, So or, or anything from... Cologne, which would be a Kolsch, so no Kolsches yet or anything like that. I do wonder if we're going to, as I go along, hit other areas of Germany, and then we. it would be really cool if you are getting in this calendar, in this advent calendar, a real tour of the whole country and in terms of what they could bring with the beer. And the beers have been, been spot on. They've been authentic German beers. You know you know what the authentic German flavor is. If you, You've been following Three Beers In for a while now, and if you haven't, um, and this is your first time. We've we've established and we've explained the difference between what you get with with American craft beer and what you get with German style beers. And we we've explained that they have the old world hops and the new world hops, and you can get the distinct differences in these beers and in the hops that are used and in their brewing process. And you know, if I could say with confidence, at the end of this month, that this um this box took me all over Germany, then I would put my full stamp of approval on it as three beers in to say that this is a great representation of German beer. And then I would tell everyone to go out there and get it. 
do not frown upon it when you see it inside of those stores as uh, uh, you know for the next season time for this week's hop of the week ladies and gentlemen and forgive me if I pour, if I mute my mic once in a while I'm just trying to clear out my nose because it's irritable and stuff and I don't want you to have to hear that. Uh, this week uh, for the hops, for the hop of the week, let me open up the book here. The, no- the notebook is, is starting to get full. That's really cool, huh? This is 181. Started doing this in season two, uh, episode 136. So it's, it, I really love that I I decided to record this all in a notebook. So so this week for the hop of the week, we are doing Belma hops. Belma Hops are a recent addition from Hops Direct and Pewterbaugh Farms in the Yakima Valley, or Yakima Valley. Uh, Belma has been tested as a dual-use hop and found to have an ambrosial mix of orange, melon, strawberry, uh, and pineapple with a slight hint of grapefruit. Backing that up, OSU created a pale malt with Belma, which carried those same, same aroma and flavor characteristics. Wow. To date, Belma has also seen plenty of activity in the recreational brewing space with many home brewers documenting its use online in pale ales, IPAs, blonde ales, and more. Virtually all have given it favorable marks. It was released in uh, 2012. Once again, the characteristics of this hop is the notes of orange, melon, strawberry, pineapple with a hint of grapefruit used for bittering and aroma. And the alpha acid composition of this hop is anywhere from 9.4% to 12.1%. I, I wonder about this hop. I wonder if we've, um, if we may have ever come across it with the beers that we've had here lately. I just, I feel like I've, uh, I feel like that would have been on a can somewhere, somewhere. You always see Citra, you always see Mosaic, you always see Galaxy, stuff like that. But Belma is something I haven't come across, but it sounds like it would be a pretty decent hop to have in uh, in your quiver, so to speak. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think, huh? You can always email me, and you can always leave me a message on my website. Go to www.3beersin.com, hit the contact me or message me tab. I don't even remember. It's my own fucking website. You think I would know, right? Always shoot me an email at uh, uh, 3beersin at gmail.com. That's two ends at the end. And, uh, I, I, you know, I've gotten some emails, and they haven't been ones that I could read on the uh on the air, there have been thank yous. There have been like keep up the good workses, and I appreciate all of you guys. But if you have questions, let me know, because that would be really great to uh, to tackle those things for uh, for you on here. Let me take another sip of this delicious German beer here. Mmm, oh, it's good. Gonna jump right into the beer news here, ladies and gentlemen. We have we have a whole bunch. Whole bunch. Oh, that's good. Oh, boy. Okay, so let's get started. This this article here was shared to me on Facebook by Hurricane Matt Daly. That's what I call him. And he he's doing well right now. He's crushing it. He just moved, and he moved into a fantastic situation for himself. So God bless you, and we really hope the best for you down where you are now. 
Well, he shared this to me on Facebook, and I knew immediately this had to go on to three beers in. Barry Sanders has threatened legal action against a brewery over beer using his photo trolling the Lions. Now, initially I was like, okay, you know, I'm not going to think Barry Sanders is like uh, stone brewing, but let's just continue here. Uh, This is written from Yahoo Sports, written by Ryan Young here. A Detroit area brewery canceled production of a new beer on Monday, one day after it was announced following the threat of legal action from Hall of Famer Barry Sanders. The Eastern Market Brewing Company announced the, quote, same old lager, quote, end quote, on Sunday, a Detroit Lion-themed beverage made that featured Sanders on the can in an 8-bit version. Uh, His name, nor the Lion's name, is on the can, but it's a clearly, but it's clearly the legendary running back, as you could, as you'll, as you could see. Maybe I'll put this on the, uh, on the Facebook Sanders tweeted out the picture of the can on Monday and said, well, when it was written, and said he has no affiliation with the brewery. He said, some of you may have, uh, excuse me, sorry, some of you may have seen this uh, in the Freep today. I don't know what that is. Uh, I have no affiliation with this company, and they are using my image without any uh, permission. My legal team is working through the process to shut this down ASAP. Apologies to any fans that were duped. So it is, it is 100%. Barry Sanders. Like if like if you look at the the picture, there's 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 always famous pictures of Barry Sanders doing what he was doing when he played in the NFL, right? He had a very distinct um way about how he moved. It's almost as if like if I made a beer about Kevin Euclid, and if you don't know who Kevin Euclid is, he played for the um for the Boston Red Sox and he had one of the weirdest uh, stances I think in baseball history. Right, he kind of like pointed the bat in this weird position. He was squatted in, like stuff like that. You know, you could confuse some batters in terms of like their stances, but you can't confuse like a Chuck Knobloch and a Kevin Euclid. So, for those of you that are sport heads out there, you know, don't at me. But the same could be said about pictures of Barry Sanders in the terms of how he moved when he was on the football field. So, with this picture here. It's Barry Sanders number 20. You could tell it's a Detroit Lions uniform, and you could tell 100% that it's Barry Sanders. If they had taken this image and maybe put like a number 99 or something or some stupid n- different number, I think they may have had a case. But here you you could see it's 100% Barry Sanders. Sanders played for the Lions from 1989 to 1988 and is perhaps the most famous player in team history. He racked up more than 15,000 rushing yards and 99 touchdowns in his 10 seasons there, and he was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2004. The 4.5% alcohol beer uh, was described as exactly what you'd expect and plays off of Detroit's struggles of false hope after each season. The beer was announced Sunday following the team's 20-0 loss to the Carolina Panthers at the time of this article, uh, which was the third loss in the past four games. Light, crisp, and always leaves you wanting more, read the description. Uh, just keep telling yourself the next beer will be the beer. You know, I get it. I'm pretty sure that this brewery didn't mean anything bad by what they were doing. If you look at the market and how it is right now, these breweries are not struggling, but it is a battle for you to get your beer picked over the next beer. Some people gravitate toward those. Like if you look at like uh, uh, KCCB or KCBC or whatever it is, the Collective out of Queens or whatever it is. They, they make fantastic beers. They're delicious. Don't get me wrong. But their cans 
are like like a comic book and and like if a, a comic book artist and a graffiti artist had a baby and then that baby threw up, that's what you're getting on the can. That's not bad. I'm not saying that it's bad, but it's just a description of what you're getting when you see the can. And there are some cans out there if you look at like uh, Common Roots. Common Roots has pretty simple cans. Common Roots is, I'm trying to think of another place. Uh, not Pipeworks. Pipeworks have crazy stuff like that. Let me go through it here real quick. Let me go through the, uh, the, where I've been here. Uh, uh, going through here. No, Half Acre was a little, Shave Hop to Comes Weird. Ta- Tower 4 by For- Forgotten Boardwalk. Very simple can. I remember it was like a little cat on a can and it was like, you know, just a simple color and stuff like that. Nothing fucking crazy. Do I remember these beers that I even did? Paradox Brewery here. Either way, you you know exactly what I'm talking about. You have you have some cans that are fucking a modern art masterpiece, and you have some cans that are simple. And like, I feel like breweries are always trying to you know you're making similar beers, right? What do you have to do to to set yourself apart? And that's where the can comes in. I think their mistake here was they just use a spitting image of fucking Barry fucking Sanders, and that's going to ruin your shit. Okay. Next article here, and you know, whenever I see an article about a collective of people or brewery or anything like that trying to do something for charity, I put it out there because I know that this podcast has a nationwide audience, and if you are hearing this and it's in your area, you need to go and support that brewery or those people. So here we go. Six Colorado breweries banded together to brew some East Troublesome Pale Ale, and 100% of the proceeds going to Wildfile uh, fire relief. Excuse me. Uh, Frazier, uh, this is written from, this is the, the no, uh, dot com, written by Sarah Cutta. Well, let me just see real quick how, how we got here. So when Colorado bars, restaurants, and breweries shut down because of the coronavirus this sp- spring, Fraser uh, River Beer Company was able to stay afloat with help from an emergency small business grant organized by the Grand Foundation. When Brian Nichols, the brewery's co-owner and head brewer, began to understand the extent of the damage caused by the East Troublesome Fire and the nonprofit Grand Foundation was leading the charge to help people affected by the fire, he knew it was his, his turn to give back. The Fraser Beer Company, Fraser, Fraser, Beer, uh, fr- oh, Jesus Christ, excuse me. Let me try to bring this together here. The Fraser River Beer Company is one of six Grand County breweries making its own version of the East Troublesome Pale Ale, a benefit beer with 100% of the sale proceeds going to the Grand Foundation's wildfire relief efforts. We have a picture of one of the brewers here. Uh, Though each brewery can put its own spin on the finished product, all the beers made with the malts donated from the Root Shoot Malting, hops donated by Colorado Hop Company, and yeast donated by Propagate uh, Lab. Brewing is nearly underway at several breweries with a plan to put together a benefit beer on tap in the coming days. This isn't the first time during the challenging year that Colorado's breweries have come together to support others in need. In May, more than 125 breweries across the state created their own version of Colorado Spring Pale Ale to help support people affected by the pandemic. The East Troublesome Fire started on October 14th and expanded rapidly, engulfing nearly 200,000 acres and damaging more than 350 homes and 200-plus outbuildings and commercial structures. The fire is now 60% contained 
and is not expected to keep growing. That's fucking crazy to me that these that these fires can just do so much damage, especially right now when we're in this situation where <clears throat> people are stuck at home and everything like that. Uh, I really love the fact that the community of beer, especially craft beer and these small breweries and, and medium-sized breweries alike, that in times of need and in times of, of strife, come together and make a beer to, to raise money and raise awareness. You know, we had it with the All Together IPA. We had it with the Brewery Strong Initiative. We had it with Black is Beautiful. You know, we, we, it's just really great to see that it doesn't have to necessarily be on a national stage. Sometimes it could be right in your own backyard. You know, it could be something um, like you see right here uh, coming out of Denver with these, uh, with these breweries doing this. So I find it really, really, really awesome and really special that something like this is, um, is still going on. You know, and um, thank God for that. Thank God for these people. So if you can get out there and support these guys, please do so. They're doing it for a great cause. And, uh, man, I mean, wildfires. Jesus Christ, huh? Got a couple more articles to get to here um, that I'm going to do, that I'm going to put forth here after the break here. I'm going to hit a little bit of a commercial break here and um, taste this this show beer, write my notes down, and then we're going to finish up the articles, do our review, and then wrap up the show. So... Please stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, You really have no choice but to stay tuned. All right, everybody. I know it's the middle of the show, but I always forget to plug this show on my own show. Isn't that crazy? So check this out. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you could stop what you're doing, go down to the review and give me five stars. It would be really, really great. If you even want to drop me a line there, that'd be cool, too. Don't forget, you can visit www.3beersin.com. That's with two N's at the end. Right there, you can find the contact tab. You click that, you drop me a line. Question, comment, concern, anything. I'll try to get it on the show. Not to mention, also, on that main website, that's where you can hit the merch tab and buy yourself some awesome three beers in gear. You like hoodies? We got hoodies. You like just regular t-shirts? We got that too. We even have cases for your phone, man. Are you afraid of websites? Don't worry. You can always just Google three beers in. Don't forget the two ends at the end. And you can find my Facebook. You can find my Twitter. You can see that I'm on Untapped. And you can also find other platforms in which to listen. Did you know that we're on Spotify? After the many years of doing this show, what really makes it all worthwhile is the fact that I get to come on down here, drink some beer, and hang out with my pals. That's basically what it is. Everyone that listens to this show is a friend, is a family member. You guys are the reason I do it. Thank you so, so much. Share it to somebody else. Maybe they can get the feeling of the Gemunlichkeit while we do it. Who knows? We shall see. But thank you all again so very much. Thanks for listening to this commercial. And let's get on with the show, shall we? next article we have here is from CNN Travel, from CNN.com Travel, and uh, it has here written, <clears throat> excuse me, a bar was struggling. Customers bought all its beer stock to keep it in business, written by Marika Gherkin from CNN.com here. A Toronto bar owner says her business will survive the coronavirus pandemic. 
thanks to the loyal customers who brought up, who bought up, excuse me, her entire beer stock, giving her a desperately needed cash boost. Abra Shiner opened her bar, Swan Dive, five years ago in the Brockton Village neighborhood of Toronto, Canada. After COVID-19 restrictions forced her to shut the doors, China decided to ask her community for help via Facebook. We were blowing through our savings, and I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to pay the rent towards the end of the month, she told CNN. So I wrote on Facebook asking people to come by and uh, come by and buy the beer that we had in our stockroom, and it worked. The post went viral. In just two days, the post had received over 20,000 views, and people from all over the community showed up to Swan Dive to show their support. People just started coming out of the woodwork. Some people we hadn't seen in years, Shiner said. The Swan Dive carries 35 craft beers and typically keeps two to three cases of each beer in back stock. Shiner says she was able to sell more than 90 cases and is now down to just two. Our community completely saved us, she said. And that's what it's all about, people. That's really what it's all about. A communal effort, a beer effort, Gemünlichkeit. That's what it's all about. And I say it time and time again. She says that the money from the beer sales combined with the federal rent subsidy will keep the business above water until she could safely open up again in March, we hope. Obviously, because we don't know what this... <clears throat> pandemic has in store for us but this is a feel-good story and you see these stories popping up all over the world because here we are and this one's from canada another article we have here ladies and gentlemen it's uh, i was reading it a little ahead of it uh, russian river uh, brewery company says planning the younger 2021 its release will be paused due to 20 uh to covid19 this is a one of the bigger beers and uh that is in our community uh and a big beer company here mm. sorry not big beer but a craft beer like most major beer releases and this is according to russianriverbrewing.com and other special events during the COVID-19 era we are hitting the pause button on our annual 2021 Pliny the Younger release while we are sad to miss seeing our loyal friends and fans from around the world it has become clear that it will not be safe for us to gather again by February 2021. Furthermore, neither neither of our pubs have been allowed to reopen for indoor dining since we closed in March of 2020 due to the unrelenting spread of the highly contagious coronavirus. At this time, we are busy preparing ourselves and our pubs for a long winter with limited outdoor seating in the cold and rain. For those of you... <clears throat> who have attended the past younger releases in particularly wet years, uh, you know exactly what a true North Northern California winter can feel like. But we simply cannot go a whole year without making it at least some, without making at least some Pliny the Younger. Our signature uh, 5, 10 milliliter bottles will be available for sale as part of a mixed case for a limited time on our website, for direct shipping to consumers within the state of California. Vinny and Natalie will plan to host a couple of virtual tastings via Facebook Live so more people can join in the experience. The only draft produced will be distributed in very limited quantities to a handful of accounts. 
And of course, the beer here is listed. Pliny the Younger is a triple IPA, meaning that it has a higher alcohol content and a ton of hops. We know all about this beer. This is one of the beers that everybody wants to get their hands on. It's one of the top beers that people talk about. And unfortunately, they won't be having their little... uh, yeah, there it is. Pliny the Elder, excuse me, is like the, it's Pliny the Elder that everyone has talked about. Pliny the Younger is uh, is one of their newer beers, but yeah, Pliny the Elder, let's see here, I'm trying to click on it. Yeah, that whole, that it's got that, that green label with the red uh, circle. And uh, this is, this is what really uh, has, um, has put them on the map. This last article I have here kind of took me by surprise. Holland made Tecate beer masquerading as Mexican lawsuit claims. Now, this is funny to me because we all know about, and I've talked about it a couple times on this show, the lawsuit of the man in Colorado against Blue Moon because they called it a authentic Belgian Abbey Ale. He sued them, and they had to change it to just Blue Moon. Ale, because this gentleman thought he was actually purchasing a beer from Belgium. And now, just seeing the headline of this article from the New York Post, written by Priscilla de Gregory, Holland made Tecate beer masquerading as Mexican. Holy shit. A New York man says he and other consumers have been duped into believing that Tecate beer is Mexican when it's actually made by a Dutch company called Heineken out of Holland. New court papers show Miguel Schm- Okay. Shelmetti. Shelmetti. Miguel Shelmetti says the beer is masquerading as Mexican. Quote, through the brand name, the traditional Mesoamerican typeface, and the mythical Aztec eagle, Emblazoned on the product and the statements original and cerveza on the labeling, according to a to his Manhattan federal lawsuit from Friday. Also, Tecate website says Hecta and Tecata Baja, California, Mexico and born and brewed in the land. We are proud to share the name with Tecate, the suit points out. Meanwhile, the company only disclosed its true origins in a small font on the back of the boxes in the lower left-hand corner where no one could see, and it states product of Holland and brewed and canned by HBBV Amsterdam Holland, imported by Cervezas Mexicanas in White Plains, New York. This whole beer stinks of non-Mexico. And they lied to us. I, I swear to God, I've seen Tecate all over the place. You know, and I always will say to myself, that's a Mexican beer. Like Modelo's a Mexican beer. But not this one. Shelmetti claims this is deceptive advertisement. And had Shelmetti and other consumers known Tecate is actually made in Holland, he contends they would not have bought the product and would have paid less for them. The court papers say Tecate sells a premium, around eleven ninety nine for a 12-pack, which is higher than the price of the product if it was represented in a non-misleading way. The suit alleges defendant defendant sold more of the product at a higher price than it would have been in the absence of misconduct. There's a little bunch of loyalties there. But Shemetti is asking the judge to 
allow his suit to be filed at a class action so that consumers can also seek damages. And he is suing for unspecified damages, of course. Heineken did not immediately return uh, a request for comment. I mean, look at this. We've always, always have said to ourselves here at Three Beers In that we that we are priding ourselves on making sure that we have the uh, unique craft beer experience, having unique craft beers. But the thing that we always have to watch out for are big beer masquerading as craft breweries. And here we see it right here. Big, be big beer is even masquerading as a whole culture. This is from Holland. The beer's from Holland. They're saying we're proud to be Mexican. I mean, that's so disingenuous and wrong. And I just hope this guy wins his lawsuit. And if it goes class action, I mean, I've, had, I've never had Tecate before. I mean, at least I don't think I've ever had. I've had Modelo. What else I had that was a Mexican beer? Modelo makes a Dunkel, which is crazy. Dos Equis, I guess. But who knows? Who makes those beers? Is Modelo Mexican? Is Dos Equis Mexican? You have, to, you have to really pay attention and be careful, especially if you're a stickler for giving uh, big beer money. There's nothing wrong with that. If you want to say to yourself, I never want to have my money go towards big beer, there's nothing wrong with you vetting everything that you come across. Not at all. Not at all. Do not be afraid. It's your money. Use it when you need it. Call J.G. Wentworth, 877-CASH-NOW. Time to review uh, the beer. One of my favorite parts of the show. Oh, I don't want to start my phone here. Uh, so as I was saying before, ladies and gentlemen, we're having uh, Creatures of Magic. I hope I said that before. I don't recall saying it. But Creatures of Magic... Uh, New England-style India Pale Ale coming from the Burlington Beer Company. Not to be confused with the Burlington Coat Factory because it's beer. Ooh, it's a New England-style India Pale Ale. Pouring it out right now. And uh, I'm going to give you a little description of the can here. It says Creature of Magic. We got a Cthulhu in the middle under... Under it is a little gnome with a pegasus and then like a sphinx and then like a New Jersey devil is there along with a Bigfoot. Two Bigfoot, actually. A 6.5 alcohol by volume, one pint tall boy can. Pretty cool. It's got like pink and purple colors going on with a little silver thing happening here. And I'm pouring her out and uh, almost overflowed. They got about three fingers ahead this time around here. But this particular beer here, as I pour it out here, uh, Creatures of Magic, we get an extremely pale yellow, almost like a white color. Like, it's so fucking pale, it's crazy. Like, I'm really taken back at how pale this beer is right here. Uh, three figures ahead here, a fluffy off-white head, like an egg white head. And, oh gosh, the, the aroma is just hitting me from the table. Because I just have the beer sitting on the table here as I... Uh, Try to complete the pour. You know, sometimes you get a little bit too much of the head going on. You, you want to pour it all out, but you don't want to. You don't want that to overflow. Let me see. Did I do it? Did I do it? I did it. No overflow. That's beautiful looking. Uh, completely opaque. Seriously. Like, I mean, you can't even see any light in this glass. Like, not even toward the bottom. Like, sometimes when you got like a... a, a cloudy beer like you could see a little bit at the bottom there nothing completely completely opaque 
Um, a a fairly nice offering here. But let's get to the smell of it, shall we? I'm trying to wait until I get the uh, the hops to go down a little. I mean, not the hops. Excuse me. The the head here. Let's get to the aroma. Such a interesting smell here. It's it's sweet. It's dank. It's like a dark candy dankness. I mean, this is this is really unique in terms of the aroma here, people. I smell almost a confection sweetness, right? Earlier, I actually smelt the glass because I thought maybe something got on the glass to give me the aroma that I was getting. Because I just, I what was I smelling, right? It has a citrusy aroma here to it. Almost like a, some, like a lime citrus here. Like an orangeade. But it's so, it's got it's like such a sweet, dank smell, but it's like, it smells like a fucking Capri Sun drink pouch, like covered in weed. You know what I mean? Orange aid. Very, very aromatic. Like I will say this, this is a good smelling beer. So let's get to the flavor here, shall we? It's hoppy. I mean, it's a good flavor here. It's a mango orange tropical melody here uh, with a fairly decent dry finish. <laughs> the sweet aroma that I'm getting in the uh, in the in the the smell phase of the beer, it just not it doesn't follow with the taste. We get hit with the hops immediately, though, right? Decently dry finish, like I said. It's very light and airy compared to the nose and the look of the beer. You get like an orange rind bitterness. The bitterness is there. You get like a grassy floral hop. And you have a medium mouthfeel that's not too thick. I mean, you get like a mango, orange, tropical, stone fruit, dry stone fruit flavors there. Maltiness is faint, not too powerful. It's not terrible. Not too thick. Medium carbonation on the mouthfeel, too. Mm. That 6.5 doesn't come through at all. It's fairly pleasant. I mean, it's just a very pleasant, pleasant beer. By the look and smell, I thought we were going to get here a juice bomb. But instead, I met with a just a solid IPA that's regular. You know? And what disappoints me about this particular beer here, and I don't want to put this, make it seem like it's it's bad, because it's not bad by all means. It's it's, it's a fairly solid beer, like it, it it's it stands up on its own two legs here. But what stands out is the the look and the aroma. Unfortunately, not the flavor. You know, this beer smells great, looks fantastic, tastes it tastes good. Good, but not anything to run home about. I mean, the burps are, are something to speak about, but I think I was really expecting a juice bomb with how this looked. Maybe this is indicative of like if they took the same grain bill and the same beer and they did a Imperial IPA with it, maybe it'd be a juicier. 
and maybe that would be a little bit more palatable in terms of like what it is that maybe I was looking for. But at the end of the day, it's it's just good. It's got a 7.0. 7.0. Not a terrible score. Uh, by all means. I, I wish I could write... I wish I could be a little bit more... warm about this beer. Maybe I'm not giving it its... its due diligence, I guess. I don't know. I, I think I'm giving it a fair shake. I think that if I were to put this in the in the wheelhouse of the, like the like the great Pete Sullivan or, or other... Other like people that I know that are pretty good when it comes to IPAs, you know, maybe, maybe they would give me a different. I think they'd agree with me to be honest. Just go through. I'm going through the book here by accident. All right, yeah. So episode 180, 181 here, Burlington Creatures of Magic. Not terrible, but um, I've had I've had better IPAs. What are you gonna do, right? It is what it is. Thank you guys for tuning in so so much to episode 181 of three beers in uh barring any injury or sickness or anything like that i hope to be back next week ladies and gentlemen i appreciate you all wholeheartedly for coming on here and listening to the show staten island's premier beer podcast america's premier beer breath and the world's best thing ever i i really trailed off at the end there but i really thank you all for listening can't wait to uh, get back to you next week about what what happens with the beer advent calendar. I'm taking pictures and notes of every beer that I've had out of there to share with you guys because I want to give it my seal of approval, and we'll see if, uh, if that's going to happen. But why don't you go out there and see if you can get yourself Creatures of Magic. It's right there at Beverage Island right now, uh, their new location. And they'll, uh, you know, you can just grab yourself one of them. You don't have to get the whole pack, and you can give it a taste to see if you like it or not. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. I'm going to catch you guys next week. Um, Take care, everybody. Be well. Enjoy your beer. Have fun. Love y'all.